This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dotino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one Giants Giant step. step. Welcome in to One Giant Step. It's a divisional round, baby. It's Sean Morris. It's Paul DeTito. That's right. We're going down to Philly, both in this podcast and on Saturday night. Paul, 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 Paul. Hello, hello, hello. You got to be popping around East Rutherford with your head held high. This is great, baby. Here we are, 48 hours away, it seems like, from the time taping this, from the Giants kicking off in Philly. Sean, the only danger right now is going down the turnpike at 95 miles an hour, blasting Springsteen's Born to Run, because the energy and the enthusiasm is off the charts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, in in a couple minutes, we're going to head down and and talk to our basically Go Birds podcast people. You hear a lot of trash talk and all of that, and you're going to get really fired up, Giants fans, because you're going to hear how little the Eagles take the Giants seriously. Like they're flapping their gums more than their wings, Sean. Basically, just there's no shot. There's no shot. Uh, So let's just get. We're going to wrap the podcast with obviously our picks and all that. So I just want to give us a brief giant conversation and add in before we go there, Paul. The Giants, and look, you've been around the team. I'm judging based on a lot of videos I've seen. They seem real loose this week. I, I get the vibe they are real loose this week. Dance around at practice. Uh, the kind of energy that you see around a team that says, okay, yeah, keep picking against us. Keep picking against us. I just love the vibe and attitude I'm getting from the Giants. There's not a, there's not a sense of tightness in the world. Extremely confident, Sean. And I think one of the reasons for it, and think about this for just a moment. Every time the Giants faced an opponent in a rematch, whether it was the Eagles, the Commanders, or the Cowboys, the Giants fared much better with their play than they did in the first matchup. Same thing happened with Minnesota, right? Yeah, absolutely. Think about that. That's four different times now. They have faced an opponent in the rematch and played so much better in the second game. Now, they didn't win all those second games. Obviously, they lost to Philly and they lost to Dallas. But they gave those teams something to think about. Yeah. Uh, And so I think these players have a tremendous amount of confidence in not only their ability to make adjustments on the uh, the rebound, but also in the coaching staff. And it goes back to something we've been saying all year, Sean. This coaching staff will not take a backseat to anybody. No, they will not. They will not at all. And Paul, I, you know, one theory that I really have to debunk is you and I both talked, I guess, what, last week, two weeks ago, after the Giant Eagle game, the second time around, 
it feels like a lot of people are hammering this, like play a team three times in a year. It's hard to do thing. That's the only thing I don't like coming out of like the giant talk angle. Number one, the giants did do it in the year 2000. They were able to beat the Eagles three times. Number two, can we stop counting the second game from a giant perspective? The only thing you can take away from a giant perspective is that the Eagles did play all their starters uh, and the Giants' backups held up. But it wasn't as if the Giants gave it their all. Like we said they shouldn't, by the way. We said they shouldn't for this exact reason. Don't show the, the Eagles all your cards with your full team. So the Eagles have not seen the Giants in reality two times yet this year. They saw the That's Giants in a, They saw the Giants in a game where, as we saw, Julian Love is basically trying to play 15 spots at once in the secondary. The team had not settled down, really. They were still reeling off the loss with Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney. Isaiah Hodgins had only just scored his first touchdown a week earlier. They had not come into their own. Bellinger was still a little banged up coming back off that, that bye. This is a completely different New York Giant team than the Philadelphia Eagles saw. So while you may want to jump out, look at that 48 to whatever score, I caution everybody. This is going to be the real, the real matchup between who those these two teams really are. In fact, it, the only reason it won't be is because it's the Eagles on the other side who are really banged up, and who knows what to know what to see with Hurts and Lane Johnson. Yeah, you know, Sean. In effect, and I don't mean literally, but figuratively, those were two preseason games because this is the real game. This yeah. is the one that counts. This is the one where everybody's in the lineup for both sides, no matter how hurt they may be. We know Lane Johnson's hurting. We know that Jalen Hurts is hurting. We know that Leonard Williams is dealing with a sore neck. We know Aziz Ojolari is dealing with a sore quad. It doesn't matter because everybody is going to use everything they've got and put it all on the line, hurt or not hurt. So this is the real game. And I would say this. The Eagles, despite the fact that they certainly may have pulled back some in terms of their overall playbook in that last game against the Giants, the fact that they played the starters for four quarters allowed the Giants' reserves to test them and to learn stuff about them that the starters may be able to use this time around. So I don't think that was necessarily a worthless exercise on behalf of Big Blue. I agree. I agree. And we're going to give, I guess, our, our game picks, ultimate, you know, what we think are the real big matchups here to close the pod. But Paul, I think if you are a Giant fan that hates Philadelphia, and I just want to put you, Paul, you're a few years older than me, okay? I am 35, turned 36. There was a time not that long ago when I was growing up where all the Giants did was beat the Eagles. They beat the Andy Reid Eagles a ton. And then after 2000, and then really after the 2002 Saturday game to close the year where the Giants won, we have seen nothing but heartbreak. Sure, you had OCU Minora, uh sacking off of Winston Justice. Was it Winston Justice? Was that his name? I already forgot the tackles. Yeah, Remember that night? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. had that night. You had the Plexico comeback 2006. You had those couple moments. You had Victor Cruz that first week in 2011. But, Paul, all I have known in my adult life, Vince Young to Steve Smith, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, even before that, Brian Westbrook returning big punts. Uh, Evan Ingram dropping passes in our Thursday night game. Daniel Jones tripping and falling down. I have had my face rubbed in the dirt by Eagle fans. I've seen this team not win there since Matt Barkley played quarterback in a game a decade ago. I want this more than I wanted either of my children to be born, Paul. That's how bad I want this. And if you were a John- Go I was going to say, if you were a Giant fan that feels that way, Paul, I'm, and you know this, I'm going to let you respond to this in a second. What you were about to hear with this Eagle Trash Go Birds podcast, James and Elliot, is going to infuriate you as a Giant fan and make you want to run through a wall ahead of Saturday. 
I truly thought they were going to break out the music, but thank God we didn't hear that. <laughs> Look, what you're referring to is that since Super Bowl 42, the Giants have dropped 24 of 31 meetings against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what oh. you're referring to. Yes. This has not even been a rivalry. It has been a one-sided stumping. That's what the Eagles have done to the Giants. And by the way, they've beaten them in all kinds of mysterious ways, too, including yeah. last-second field goals oh. from the other side of the bridge in Camden. Oh, I mean, kicking it from ridiculous the park Oh, Okay? Now, here's, here's what I do want to remind you of two things. Number one, when the Giants ended the 16 years of lousy football in 81, they defeated the Philadelphia Eagles in the wild card game. Remember the Wally Henry game? Yes. Well, I don't, okay. but I've seen the tapes. I've been told the stories right. Exactly. Okay. Lawrence Taylor was a gunner, scared the living bejesus out of Wally Henry, forced him to muff. He wound up coughing up the ball twice on kick returns at the old veteran stadium. And that 1981 playoff victory by the Giants, Rob Carpenter just showing all the blood and guts that New York is all about. That game, that game, Help turn around the, the scene for the Giants and kind of started setting them on their way under Ray Perkins until Bill Parcells took over a couple of years later. So maybe, just maybe, this playoff game is the kind of thing that's going to turn it around and send Dable and, and Shane off into several years of playoff contending. I the other thing I want to add Paul. is yeah. that Paul. I want to tell you back in 19... Uh, 78, the miracle of the Meadowlands, the Herman Edwards fumble, okay? That is what totally turned up the hatred between the Giants and Eagles fans to a broiler pitch, okay? A broiler pitch. Pizarchik fumbles the, Z the Zonka handoff, Herman Edwards takes it in. Up until that point, it wasn't quite as awful. In fact, from 1962 to 1974, the Giants and Eagles played an annual preseason game at Princeton's Palmer Stadium for charity and raised money for the JCs, which gave funds to community organizations. These organizations were kumbaya. And in 74, they finally decided this can't work anymore because it's starting to get a little hot. <laughs> the rivalry's starting to get a little too much. We're seeing a little too much chippiness on the field in this game. Remember. Both of these teams were, were put into the same division after the 1970 merger between the AFL and the NFL. So now we're a few years in, and the Giants had a contract with Palmer Stadium. In 1975, they finished off the deal by playing the Pittsburgh Steelers instead of the Philadelphia Eagles. And they have never played the Eagles in a preseason game since because Ooh. the rivalry continued to grow and grow and grow to right now where you got to be almost afraid to go into their stadium. Yeah, absolutely. And just to take you behind scenes, Paul, we're going to kick it right now. Our friends over, maybe friends, at the Go Birds podcast. It's Elliot. It's James. Hear our conversation. Get their point of view now. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer with you. Fellas, we're, 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 we're going behind enemy lines here, and you are too. How you guys doing? 
good. You guys didn't hit me with a battery on the way in, so that was good. Uh, <laughs> We're going straight way. to the cliches, huh? Well, you know, I, I, I see was how thinking it is. you could at least play for the uh, turnpike toll for us. I mean, mm. come on. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's good to it's start. It's so expensive yeah. these days. I mean, come on. When I was growing up, it was like throw the quarter in the little thing. I now know. it's like twenty dollars to get up there. It's good to start with cliches though, because it seems like the only reason the Giants have any hope is things like, well, anything can happen. Yeah, so, any given yeah. Sunday. It's good, uh, it's good to start with a cliche on that on that one. Are you guys oh, I mean, already looking ahead to the draft, or than, yeah. is that? Are you guys? You guys yeah. know you're going to pick yet? Or? The question I have for you guys, I feel like the most burning question around the Giants right now is like, what are you guys going to do with all that salary cap space this off season? Well, I mean, are you serious? First of all, we have to worry about if we're picking 30 fe- first or 30 seconds. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Well, hold up. There, there is no 30 second this year. Oh, that's a good Come point. On. So, yeah, so, right. There you go. So 30th or 31st. See, we've been all over that all year because we've just been expecting the 31st pick, so we, we know right. all the verbiage and stuff because, you know, it's you you know, know, 14 to 3. I'm just saying. that's been just getting to me all week, and I'm hoping you guys can solve it for me. Yeah. You know, since the Redskins became the commanders, they still play the music, but they had to get rid of the words. When are you guys going to change to Cry Eagles Cry? Mm. Oh, man, Paul. You're man. really really hitting all the uh, <laughs> the, 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 the special well, notes here. Here's the deal. You'll hear the fights the quite a bit on Saturday night, so there you'll you let go. me know if the words change <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if we're going to hear it as much, fellas. You are aware that you basically beat up a beard. A, a bad giant defense with four starters are going to play this week, and you guys have absolutely seen nothing of what the Giants can well, do. Well, you didn't see anything either. Well, you think the Eagles showed you your real offense? Jalen Hurts didn't run at all in that well, game. Hold on. I thought well, hold you showed your real hold offense on. the first game. We didn't have our real defense. What was it? Hold hold on, on, we on, put up 48 points. I was going to say, I thought, we, I thought the Eagles beat you guys up when they scored 48 points. Your starters were in that game, weren't they? Uh, we were missing. No, 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 no. Xavier uh, McKinney, a Dory Jackson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real game shot. changers I, there. I love, I love when a team like the Eagles uh, has a lot of confidence after beating RJVs. That says an awful lot about that yeah. confidence. Right? Well, it's nice to know you guys are taking solace in the fact that you were competitive in that game. It's like your main <laughs> calling card on why you might be able well, to beat the Eagles. Well, I don't know. I think my main calling card might be when your best corner is the only one to allow Kenny Galladay to score a touchdown over two years. I think you guys yeah. might have some When nobody was trying at the realize. end of the game. And look, it was a great catch. And, you, hey, you guys are paying him a lot of money for that catch. So I think it worked <laughs> out well. But I... <laughs> I do have one serious question for you guys to kind of get this the ball rolling on this. So, I just can I say this has been exactly what I expected it to be so far. Yeah. So thank you for for living up to what I was expecting. This great. Like in in all seriousness though, what is it that the Giants do well? <laughs> what is it that they a, do a well? A pregnant pause there, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you a lot of well, things the Eagles do well. Yeah. Well, like, what, what's the this? calling card they, there for the Giants? They don't make mistakes. Okay. They now protect their quarterback for once. Oh, and they have. I would say the now best dual threat quarterback in football. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Somebody without a bum shoulder. Oh, yes, my goodness. That's what they do well. They play the, the most important positions well. And they, yeah, did he, did he make the all pro team? Was he the second team all pro quarterback? I can't remember. Well, I will was. say this about Daniel Jones. And James will tell you this, actually. For years, I've said I thought he had a ton of potential and that Joe Judge and Gettleman were, hold, were holding him back. So I do agree. And look, his breakout year was pretty good this year. What do you have? 15 passing touchdowns? 16 did he finish with? Yeah, but I guess we're not counting runs. Paul, you have more. <laughs> yeah. You're the stack guy. Come on, help me out with these idiots. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Let, let's make it clear, fellas. Yeah, it was 15, but more mm. importantly, it was only against five interceptions. That's yeah. a three-to-one ratio for those of you who passed. Oh, what, what, what was Jalen's ratio? Did you look that up, too, or or No. Oh, do you right, wanna... What do we do well? We don't do it alone. Jalen's ratio was outstanding, but yeah. of course, when you got a bum wing, it's kind of hard to fly. Fully? Yeah. 
healthy, healthy boys not on the injury report Nick Sirianni who tells you nothing about injuries literally said today he is fully good to go yeah, so don't you don't you guys get it aren't you aren't you smart enough to know that when a coach who doesn't say anything about injuries says everybody's healthy mm. he's bluffing you worse than the worst poker yeah. player in America if he's fully healthy, I'm definitely not near having diabetes at 35. Wow, <laughs> that went real dark, Sean. That go. was not yeah. what I was expecting there. So good for you because Jalen is fully healthy. So thank God we're in good shape here. Yeah. All right. He probably won't be at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> wow. This wow. Is, this, Bounty this gate is, over here. I know, right? Um, no, but when I actually, all joking aside, this is a serious question. Like when I look at this game, I do think one concern for the Eagles would be. This is the third time, just played them recently. And for what it's worth, I think the Giants are playing their best football of the season. Do you agree that they're playing their best football coming off that Minnesota game? Yeah, I, I think the Giants still were a little sloppy in that Vikings game. They should have won by a bigger margin and actually almost gave away a game to Minnesota for the second time in yeah. a month. But for the most part, yeah, the Giants in a lot of ways are playing their best ball. They're peaking at the right time. And in all seriousness, for the Giants to have the best chance to pull off this upset, they need to slow this game down, make it a grinded-out kind of game where uh, the winning team is not going to score more than 23 or 24 points, mm -hmm. okay? And we're talking about a game in which each team maybe has nine or ten possessions. If they slow it down to that degree, they absolutely have a more than a puncher's chance to win. Yeah, I mean so, that's the that's the formula. I mean that's the only way the Eagles have lost, uh, you know, with Jalen Hurts this season. The only, uh, by the way, the only game that they lost with Jalen Hurts this season was that that exact formula. Washington ran the ball, held on to the ball, dominated the clock, and the Eagles turned the ball well, over. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. Yeah. I agree with you that the Giants' game plan—they're not winning this game if it gets into the 30s. I'd be surprised. No, right? I'd be surprised. No. Now, but but I do think for the Giants to win. Not just running, it's not going to be good enough, in my opinion. Like, as James said, the one game, one of the games Eagles lost this year against Washington, that's what Washington did. They ran the ball, they got into a lot of third and shorts. One thing this Eagles team has been good at is getting teams behind the sticks early on on first and second down. The Giants are penalized a lot. So, to your point, playing a clean yeah. game, I don't think if you guys get into a lot of like first and 15, second and 15s, the Eagles will just pin the ears yeah. back with the pass rushers and go. But another part that Washington did in that game that I, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Giants don't turn, uh, force a lot of turnovers, right? Weren't they near the bottom of the league and forced turnovers? No, they force fumbles. They don't they, oh, fumbles. I'm thinking of interceptions. Yeah, they were the yeah. last team in the NFL this year to have an interception. If you're that was it, yeah. Back earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, but but with that, I mean, you're right. Kayvon Thibodeau, I think, is a guy who's got to get after it if Ojalari is healthy. And Dexter Lawrence has been wrecking games in the middle. So those are the guys they have to make Jalen Hurts feel them and, and force those turnovers. But to your point about, you know, forcing all those first and, and longs and whatnot, I think the difference now compared to even that first game with the Giants-Eagles is the Giants have shown now they've opened up the playbook more. They're not afraid to just let Daniel Jones rip it on first down and instead just, you know, earlier in the year it was Saquon, 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 first and second down. Right. And then you were in a lot of third and longs. They are not afraid to be in now first uh, or second and fours, second and threes because they're just letting Daniel Jones rip it. And as much as they need to slow it down, I do think that they will still allow Daniel Jones to operate and make sure they're not in a lot of second, third and long territory. So I think a question a lot of Eagles fans have been talking about this week is, as you mentioned, Daniel Jones throwing the ball better. But Minnesota also has arguably the worst pass defense in the NFL. 
I'm curious from your guys' perspective, how much of that last week was, wow, the Vikings are, are, are really bad at, at stopping the pass, or how much of this is, okay, against the Eagles, who but statistically have the best pass defense in the NFL, do you really think they've improved, the Giants have improved enough where they have confidence they can move it against a way better secondary? No, the, the way for the Giants to attack here, besides the running game, is the quick game. You're mm-hmm. going to have to use a lot of quick releases. You're going to have to use the short pass as an extension of the run game. Fellas, the Giants want to be able to control the ball more than 30 minutes in this game. They want to they want to be able to dictate the tempo of the game. You don't do that by dropping Daniel Jones back into the pocket on a five-stepper and then releasing. And you don't have him throwing the ball 35 times. Right. That's just dumb. That gives the Eagles pass rush a chance to do what they do and it gives the Eagles secondary a chance to turn it over against the Giants. It, it makes no sense to do that. What mm-hmm. you got to do, and, and of course, we both know this. Uh, you guys know it. The Eagles are soft against the run on the edges. That That is that is where you want to take it. You don't take it up the middle against this team. You take it to the outside. And mm-hmm. Jones and Barkley can both do that. So I do agree that at times the Eagles early in the year struggled against the run, and you're talking about the edges specifically. Not I understand in the middle. Brandon Graham's a pretty good run defender, I would say. Hassan Reddick not as good. Josh Sweat only okay at it. But overall, the the Eagles and you know in the matchup with the Giants. And that was a long time ago. You know the Giants are playing better, but there was a stretch this year where the Eagles played Saquon, um, Aaron Jones, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Derrick Henry back to back to back weeks, and they shut them all down. So. I think the Eagles, honestly, are probably hoping the Giants come in running the ball because I think they're confident they can stop it. And to the point um, you made a few moments ago, bottom line is you win in the NFL by passing the ball. If you're if you're just trying to control the clock and run, that's a dangerous game and really hard to actually win that way. So I think if the Eagles, if the Giants come out running the ball, I think the Eagles will probably be pretty happy with that. Regardless, this conversation has gotten way too cordial. This is way <laughs> too way too footbally, way too friendly. Uh, in all honesty, look, I, I'll be completely honest with you guys. I think the Eagles are going to whoop the Giants' ass yeah. on Saturday. I really do, and like from the from the Ooh. core of my soul, that's what I believe. I think you guys are 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 underrating just how good Jalen is going to be on Saturday. I think he's really annoyed with all the talk about the injury. He's ready to go out and show everyone that he's healthy. In all honesty, like, you know, crap talk, all the stuff we do and all that. Like, what's the tenor like in New York? Because I know you guys are coming off a nice win, but let's be honest. I mean, the Eagles have been a way... Yeah, way, way better. better football team this season. I know they stumbled in the playoffs, but they were without their quarterback. Their quarterback's healthy. 21 of 22 starters are going to wow. be playing for the Eagles on Saturday in this football game. And they're a big favorite, as they should be at home. Where is the confidence coming from? And and I, is this a full thing? Is this Giants fandom believes in the Giants in this game? Or is this no. kind of pumping yourself up? I think that you you guys are calling us out and making the mistake of underestimating the Eagles, which I think a lot of the fan base is. But I think you're also underestimating the fact that basically what happened from December 1st on doesn't really matter right now. It only matters that you guys are playing the home game. And you could point to the win-loss total. The fact of the matter is the Giants have been basically a completely different team since the Eagles sent that message. They are as healthy as they've been all season long. The Giants have played 
all these games without all of these big guys on defense that have now rallied back. And offensively, the Giants have gone through this turn t- turntable, turns, whatever you want to call it, turnstile of wide receivers. They finally settled into a threesome that, yeah, doesn't jump out of you. He's great on paper, but the chemistry is there. It's not Daniel Jones worrying about who am I throwing to this week. He's had a good few weeks in a row, and now you see the rhythm. The Giants have been able to settle down now. And just because the Eagles have been this great team all regular season and the Giants have shown these flaws, who is playing better football right now today? And I know that we haven't seen the best of the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. Even if you want to still give it to the Eagles, this is not some kind of random nine-win Giant team. This is a good, healthy football team right now. And one that, quite frankly, a version the Eagles have not seen this year. Well, somebody yeah, asked it's, you, only the, it's only going to be the second time all season the Giants have had their full starters on defense. And mm. we all know what Wink Martindale does. You don't have to talk to a Giants person to know the respect that Wink has around the league. So I think uh, anyone in Philly who really believes that that uh, that large touchdown margin is legit, they're going to be begging Giants fans for loans after Vegas cleans them out. <laughs> oh, buddy. You, guys, I mean, you are way more yeah. confident than I was At expecting. At first I thought you guys were just kidding around. You guys actually think the Giants have a chance in this game. You think the Giants are going to win it, Paul? It seems like you really believe the Giants I, are going to win this game. The, I think you, it's right that Philadelphia should be favored by a field goal. Oh, I do God. think that when push comes to shove, <laughs> they're at home. More There's one seed. And therefore, I, I, you know, look, they have yo, to be considered I mean, a team like, that would that In reality, out, wouldn't you say, I mean, on. if you went position by position, like I think well, it's, that's not what it's about. maybe generous guys, to say guys. eighteen but that is of twenty-two. It's about, it's about the roster so much better. We don't go position no. by position. UFC is mano a mano. This is team against right. Team. But this is the best. This these is are, as, these are units. Paul. These let me tell you, this is as good a co- the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl in twenty seventeen as much as anything else. They had a great roster, a great team. It was the culture that was created in that locker room. Those guys loved each other. They went to war for each other. They battled with each other. It's unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. We all we got, we all we need, the whole thing. This Gee, Eagles... It sounds like you know the Giants. I'm yeah. saying that this Eagles team, teams. this Eagles team is like that too. Sirianni's whole thing is connectivity. His number one core principle, his whole thing is you're going to play better if you love the dude next to you and you fight for the yeah. dude next to you. Like That's what the Eagles have here. I know you're talking about that with the Giants, but I don't think you realize that's what the Eagles have. Wait, they have a real well, hey, real, 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 hold on, real, real, hold on, real, real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If Reed is fist hold on, hold on. If the main reason you guys think the Giants will win is because like the vibes are good. That's not a good enough reason. The Eagles also have good that vibes. Was They're my also playing well together. Yes, at the end of the season, they, when Jalen wasn't in, they struggled against Dallas and the Saints. But before that, they were playing at an all-time level. So if the Giants' only hope is they're going to come in and try harder than the Eagles, then that's not good enough because well, the Eagles— what's, what's the Eagles' hope, though? Is the Eagles' hope— What do you mean the Eagles' hope? hope? They're the better team. Go back Hold on. You, hold on. You, you, said it's not, you said it's not mano a mano, right? But the Eagles—we all know this, right? We're all football experts here, right? Like, offensive line. The Eagles have a be- have the advantage on the offensive line versus Giants' defensive line. The Eagles how's have Lane the— Lane Johnson feel? No, no. How's Lane Johnson feel? actually feels really good. You guys didn't have a single <laughs> edge rusher above five and a half sacks this year. I think Lane Johnson don't will be to. just fine. Don't what do you mean you don't have okay, to? Okay, so there you go. You just made a big mistake. 
Go ahead. The Giants' defensive front, when healthy, is the best unit on the team and is better than the Eagles' O line. They had you're out of your mind. Year. You're out Leonard of Williams your mind. Dexter Lawrence can be the best player on the football field. Oh, Are you stop it, bro! Like, come Tim on, Allen man. Was wearing a knee brace most of the, the Eagles almost set the sack record in the history of the NFL. What hold are you on. talking hold about? On, yeah, on, we're talking on. about defensive lines and talent. No, no, no. You do realize Dexter Lawrence played in that first game when they scored 48 points and right. was a complete non-factor against Jason right. Kelsey. Yeah, Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey. playing that game? How was? How many sacks did he have this year? Aziz Ojolari? Yeah. He played five in five games. Okay, how many, all right, how many have? I don't know. Five and a half. Here's half, what I'm yeah. saying. The Eagles have a third-string defensive tackle that had five and a half sacks this year. To say that the Giants' defensive line is the best unit on the field is it's crazy talk. Like, okay. the Eagles off. All right. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Those had 70 sacks, man. The third most in the history of football. You know, it was 17 games, so they were the fifth. If you want to just go 16 games, the Eagles had the fifth most sacks in the history of the sport this season. Again, I think if the Giants had 17 games of their four best defensive... You think they would have set the sack record? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Really? I think they would have been right up there with the Eagles. come on, man. Third most in the history of the sport. Look, can I ask... You are totally underestimating that. And oh, by the way, offensive line, Giants have the singular best offensive lineman in the game. His name is Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas is very good. He's not better than Jason Kelsey. I mean, what are we talking about And he's also not better than... Jason Kelsey's a Hall of Famer, man. He's also... Lane Johnson is a Hall of Famer. stupid genie costume at a first team all pro four years out of the last five or whatever, but no big deal. He's also not better than Lane Johnson for what it's worth. Yeah. Just objectively, I don't think Lane Johnson's allowed a sack in the last two, two years. Yeah. Two years. Now, he's like, injured, which is part of it, but also he's not for, as good of a player. Also, first team all pro. First team all, both of them. What was Thomas? Second team all pro, right? Yeah, and yeah. guess what? So, so Kelsey what? and Lane when, were first but, team, right? Uh, just on. so we get that clear. First and two first so team all pros, one second team. I just want to make sure it was right. Okay. You know what I'm clear on? The NFLPA, the players voted on their own All-Pros this year. That, that means nothing. They, they, so it's, it's Sean, it's funny yeah. that you bring, players who play against it's funny that you bring that up, Sean, because that has been a lot. Elliot will tell you. I'm big on player lists. I think yeah. player lists are the most dog crap thing that there is. That I A player list means less to me than the list that, like, John on the corner wants to tell me of his top players. And I like, disagree. I'm in on the list, player list. They're friends. They're voting for their teammates. This, that, whatever. Like, it is such a BS list. The player list means nothing. The all-pro list so is the AP. It's what it is. the AP list, yes. which is full yes. of jaded media. Yeah, yeah. AP I'm, list. Nothing but attack their own hometown team. AP list. That yes, that's sense. why it's the all-pro team. It's the actual all-pro team. Like, that's what but, the all-pro okay, team is. But, but, but here, look, the, this debate aside, and I actually agree with you that I like the player list better because I think everybody but he has biases. But that aside, like let matchups here, right? The Eagles again, better offensive line versus Giants defensive line. The Giants defensive line, right? Like you can flip it. I just if you if you want to say the Giants are playing better and the Eagles are playing bad, I can get down with that. But if you think both teams play like their best, that the Giants have a shot, that's where I just firmly disagree with you on that. There's not enough talent. I mean, let's be real. The Giants are a rebuilding team right now. They are rebuilding. They they have exceeded expectations. The Eagles are and a the Super Bowl bright. contender. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, con- we'll concede that. Like, I, I think that, sure. I think Brian Dable is the worst thing to happen to the Eagles in the last decade. Like, I, 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 I'm terrified of that guy. I'll give you that. But to Elliot's point, right. like, these franchisers are in different spots right now. The Eagles, again, were the one seed for, and look, anything can happen. I get it. But that's all I got. The only thing I keep coming back to with how could the Eagles lose on Saturday is anyone can lose in any football game because that's football. But that's all I got. Here's here's what I want to remind you of in terms of the sack record. And I get it. The Eagles thought they were going to get that sack record against the Giants in the final game of the season. 
The Giants played their backups, and the Eagles couldn't sniff the record. So that says an awful well, lot bro. about how I great mean, that like, starting line is. Also, it, but it, having it, said I, that, <laughs> as Wink Martindale would tell you, there are three components to a defensive line's pass rush. Mm. There are the quarterback hits, there are the hurries, and there are the sacks. Well, you might be interested to know that the Eagles had 124 quarterback hits this year as a defensive line, and the Giants had 106. Mm. That's an average of only one more quarterback hit than the Giants had all season long. So to Sean's point, you are underselling the Giants' defense. You, again, we are not saying the Giants' defensive line is bad. We're objecting to you guys saying it could be the best unit in the game. Well, and also, I think, frankly, look, like Jeff Stoutland, the Eagles' offensive line coach, might be the best offensive line coach in the league. Might I've be been the cover- best position I've been coach covering in the this league. team for a long time. I have, I can maybe count on one hand, and that's probably stretching it, times a defensive line has wrecked this Eagles' offensive line to the point where it leads to a win. So we can go back and forth on if the Giants were healthy for 17 games, how many sacks would they have? I actually like Thibodeau moving forward. I'm just saying this Eagles' offensive line, both because of talent and coaching, very, very, very rarely gets beat up and it costs them a loss. Not to mention Hurts is incredibly mobile, and that obviously adds to helping him pass protection. I know we have to wrap this, so I just want to make this very clear at the end because we've done a lot of bickering back and forth. Everybody here in New York understands the Eagles are more talented and they should be the favorite and that the Giants are building something here. But if you're simply dismissing the, you know, anybody could beat anybody and you're just saying, well, that's all the Giants got. I don't know what the conversation is here. The Giants are a better team than they were in weeks one, two, three, four, six. And if you're just going based on the whole regular season, you are going to be in for a rude awakening on the kind of Giant team you will see. This is more than just any given Sunday. Mm. This Giant team has leveled up the playing field by getting healthy and getting more comfortable chemistry-wise, more so than they had all year, including that game in early December. The key to this is the Giants need to be able to play, and they can play, the style of game that can short-circuit the Eagles. That's the point. You guys know this, and I'm the biggest smoking Joe Frazier fan in the history of the world. (laughs) I love smoking Joe, and he's Philadelphia's own, okay? You guys know styles make fights. Well, matchups make football games. The Giants can play exactly the kind of style that can knock the Eagles off the pedestal. Well, it's only happened once all year with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, but we shall see. I agree that's the way they win. That's I the agree way they win. I agree. Yeah. I just don't see it happening, but I, I get it. I definitely see it's the way it, that, that is the only and, way it's going to happen. And also remember this. Real head coaches are fat because that means when they're eating the stuffed crust pizza, they're staying <laughs> up all night and have bad exercises. You can't trust the skinny coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think Pete stuffed crust is a pizza guy move. I mean, a football guy move, I think. Yeah. So. Look, I, I, I don't think it, one way or the other, like I said, I mean, we're, we're Dayball guys. Like, we yeah. think that guy's awesome. And also, so we're not gonna we're not gonna rip Brian Dable. Who are people podcast. from New York and New Jersey to tell us about pizza anyway? That's a great so, point you know, too. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, fellas, I'll leave with this. Um, enjoy the off season. Yeah. Let us know hey, how it goes. Too. <laughs> enjoy continuing to chase our franchise for rings. <laughs> I, well, I I I got nothing to say to that. Yeah. yeah. That that's the trump card you guys have. The the trump card that we'll have is we're gonna have two rings before your last one. Yeah. So that'll work out right, well too. Great. I love it. Enjoy yo, James this, Harden. This, this, was, this was a lot of fun. Me, that was a low blow, Sean. That was a low what blow. What did he say? He said, enjoy James Harden. He's playing well. How about Jalen Brunson wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey? How'd you guys feel about that one? I'm uh, a Nets fan. Screw Jalen Brunson. <laughs> I was gonna say enjoy well, the Nets, which are the biggest say, train wreck. I'm sorry <laughs> then, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, as I wouldn't wish Ben Simmons on my worst enemy. So Doesn't I'm 
matter. Sorry about I got that. a Ben Simmons parade to attend after I attended Daniel Jones. Parade. <laughs> nice. I'm going, baby. Sounds Yo, good. Fellas, this was great. Check out their pod, One Giant Step up in New York. Uh, Sean Morash, Paul Dottino. Guys, this was really fun. Um, and uh, look, uh, a cup, a pair of us is going to be eating some crow next week. Yeah, we know this that. This pod right? will sound really bad for somebody <laughs> next week. Yeah. And Cowboys podcast, guys, numbers. Pass them our way so we can do oh! this again. Oh, what a good right. steak sauce, too. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, fellas. What a pleasure. We'll see you guys soon. Okay. That, as you heard, Paul, some real trash talk, some real just dismissive of the Giants. And that's going to take us away to our key matchups here before we play a little fantasy reality and everything. Paul, I have to be honest with you, man. I, there was a lot of points on Monday and Tuesday this week where I relished in the Viking win, and I went into that house money mode. I no longer feel that way after that conversation. There is no house money. I despise this team. I despise this organization. And you know what? This isn't a matter of just, oh, anything can happen any given Sunday. I mean, sure, there's an element of that. The Giants are a good football team. The Giants belong, Sean. They the belong here. They belong here. And you can, you can pump your chest about how many games you want to blow out fashion in October, November, into the early December. What matters is how teams are playing now. We've seen it time and time again. And we've seen it here. 15-1 Packers 2011. The one-seeded Cowboys 2007. And I hate that I hate that we have to keep coming back to those years, but we've seen it with our own eyes. Just because you have these great regular seasons, what have you done for me lately? And what? We put pixie dust on Jalen Hurts' shoulder now, and that's it. He's just going to go out and disable Jalen Hurts. And even if he is, what's his chemistry going to be like? This is a different giant secondary. It's a more confident giant secondary. Paul wouldn't shock me to we see more Cordell Flott, who played A.J. Brown twice in, the, in these spots. Uh, I, I kind of like the matchups, Paul. And with that, I'm going to give it to you. You give me what you think, game picks, all of that fantasy, and the reality of what this comes down to for the New York Giants. I know you gave it a little bit in that interview there about slowing it down, but take it away, Paul. What do you got in this game? The Giants have to run the ball at least 35 times for a minimum of 150 yards. I don't care how much Barkley gets. I don't care how much Jones gets. But between the two of them, they got to put together those kinds of numbers to have a chance to win this game. I think they can do it. I'm not saying they will, but I think that they can. I also believe on the other side of the ball, they've got to bang around Jalen Hurts as often, as hard, and as early as possible in this game. And I'm going to tell you, Sean, don't be afraid to go after Hurts and even allow him to go after a secondary and hit a couple of 15-yard passes. Because if you can get some clean hits on him early, you can test out that shoulder. Good you point. can send him a message. The other day, when he was told they were playing the Giants for the third time this season, his quote was, this is going to be fun. No, 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 no. It's not going to be fun. This is going to hurt. You need to make sure that that quarterback doesn't have fun. You need to make sure that he feels the wrath of the Giants' pass rush early and often so that as the game wears on, it's going to be more difficult for him to do what he wants to do. And that's really, in my in my mind, those are the two things offensively and defensively the Giants have to get done to give themselves a chance to pull this one off. So what do you got? What's your, what's your score prediction here, Paul? Well, up until the last 24 hours or so, I had 26-23 Eagles because I thought that they had too many elite players and that because of the number of guys that they have – who could make a big play, they would squeak it out. I have now changed my mind. I think the Giants are going to eat their way to a victory, 
23 to 20. I love it, Paul. You got a fantasy play for the Giants? Is it just going to be riding the tails of Barkley? I think it's going to be Daniel Jones, who's going to have a game, not quite like he did in Minnesota, but he's going to have to run it for 70 yards or so, I, I do believe. You know, he's going to have to split the workload on the ground with Barkley, but he's also going to hit some very key passes. In fact, my X factor is Daniel Bellinger. Okay. Because against a team that has that kind of pass rush, one of the quarterback's best friends is that tight end who can run shorter, quicker routes and get open right behind the pass rush. And I think he could be an X factor in this game. Okay, I like it. Paul, I'm kind of with you, man. I spent the early part of the week going, as much as I want to wave the pom-poms, I kind of think the Giants are going to put up a fight and we're going to have our hearts broken again. Not anymore. Not anymore. I've changed. I've listened to the way Eagle fans, and those weren't the only two I've heard, talk about this game. And you're right about Jalen Hurts' tone. We might think we live in this New York bubble where the Giants are being this popular pick and everybody's waxing Daniel Jones. People still don't believe. And a year ago, we were living in a world where people didn't believe even in Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts. Now we're just supposed to assume off of basically not playing for a month at a bad show that he's still this great player. He had a nice season, good MVP season. Let's calm down a little bit. Do you remember the feeling on draft night when the Eagles traded up with Devontae Smith? Make him feel some pain in this game too. That was a guy that could have been a giant. Make him feel some pain in this game too. Paul, we have been sick and tired of burned on these long field goals and everything. You know what? I'm going 29-27 Giants, and they're going to be trailing late. And this time, it's Graham Gano from about 55 or beyond that makes the Eagles feel a piece of what we've felt like for years. And we are going to be hugging and dancing and crying, knowing that we're the ones that have hit the long walk-off field goal with our kicker, our kicker who was snubbed on an all-pro team, and have Jake Elliott basically kiss our ass because Graham Gano is sending the Giants to an NFC Championship game. And as far as fantasy goes, a common theme, Amongst the Giants all year, a big thing that's let them down, a big thing that let them down a week ago, a big thing that let them down in the past with the Eagles, Darius Slayton dropped passes. Not today. Darius Slayton on a game where the Giants have just abused the Eagles on the run. Suddenly that secondary weakens a little bit and you get a big play touchdown from Darius Slayton because the Eagles overly commit to the run in the second half of this game. And it's Slayton this time catching the football and a little redemption. And he goes over a hundred yards receiving and flap your wings, Eagles fly Eagles fly on the road to the off season. Let's go, Paul. It changes today or Saturday. It changes now. The Dable era of Giants football, no longer do we bend down and we let the Eagles kiss our ass and be our daddy. Not anymore. It changes now. Giants 27, Eagles tw- uh, No, Giants 29, Eagles 27. Bring on the Cowboys too. I want them next round. I want a piece of them. And we make this a screw the Eagles, screw the Cowboys. The best magic carpet ride of all time. Let's go Giants, Paul. Sean, I only hope that your family has some riot gear available after the game is finally over because they're going to need protection from you. I'm pumped up, baby. I'm pumped up. Paul, where can we get you the rest of the week on Twitter and the trip to Philly here? At Giants WFAN. You can get get me at Mraz CBS. Listen. When small chance they lose, you will get our podcast available late Sunday. We will be with you Sunday, of course, because it's a Saturday night game. Giant fans, this is it. We haven't won there in a decade. We are due. We are due. You heard the middle part of this podcast. They don't believe in us. And when Giants aren't believed, when the Giants aren't believed in as an organization, it usually works out pretty well for us. 
Enjoy the game. Enjoy the win. Eat cheesesteaks as much as you want on Sunday. Smile and know we even own that food too. Take care, everyone. And thank you to Adam, our producer. And thank you to everybody for taking one giant step with us.